and welcome to Hello Ghosts. I am Natalie B. And I'm Elissa. And we're here with our second episode to talk to you about ghosts and all the cool stuff with ghosts. And we have some cool stories for today, and we're going to tell you them in a minute. So how are you? I am pretty great. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Good. Are you excited about ghosts? I'm extremely excited about ghosts. Because we did some cool ghost shit. Yeah, we've done all kinds of cool ghost shit. You know, I've been having a couple days where I've been having, like, Animal Crossing anxiety. And I've just been very fixated on it and, like, feeling very pent up and feeling, like, very aggravated because I just want it so bad. (laughs) It's coming. And it's, like, soon, it's coming soon enough that I'm, like, super fucking excited for it. But it's, like, still too long for me to be able to deal with having to wait more time are you like totally torn about us going to the reformatory the night no. after it comes out you know why because i love ghosts as much as i love animal crossing that's right <laughs> i have no problem i'm gonna wake up on saturday on that saturday after animal crossing comes out and i'm going to play animal crossing fucking all day long until you come over at mm-hmm. like four o'clock and then i'm gonna hop in my car and i'm gonna go look for ghosts all night that's right it's gonna be fucking tits and i'm gonna come home i'm gonna sleep for like an hour uh-huh. and then i'm gonna play animal crossing again perfect why even sleep it sounds like the fucking perfect weekend if you ask me i agree (laughs) oh i'm so geeked for it that's why i'm just so fucking excited for that weekend because it's gonna be so sweet yeah and it is in less than a month it's in less than a month something to look forward to right right i'm a fan of that like i'm a fan of trying to make things happen then that you get excited about doing it later yeah i didn't used to do a whole lot of things and like this past year, been making lots of plans to do stuff and going out more. And it's really nice to have things to look forward to. It makes you have a better have a better mood. It's really easy to get into the habit of being like, uh, I don't feel like doing anything. Like all I want to do is sit at home. Like of course it feels good to sit at home. It does. But if that's all you do, then it ends up it's not like very fulfilling. Yeah, and watching TV shows about ghosts is not as fun as hanging out with ghosts in the dark. No, it's not. <laughs> and like ghost looking is very good for anxiety. It is. People were like, oh, ghost hunting's scary, but it's having really something fun. to be afraid of, having something mm-hmm. specific to be afraid of, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then getting it out of your system and being like, ah! like it is so cathartic that it makes your anxiety feel a lot better after you come back yeah because it's like you had something to be afraid of and you're able to get all those hormones out those scared hormones out and they don't they don't misfire later like when you're just like reading a book yeah you know (laughs) great and like for people like like me it's like kind of a planned thing like you have a map you have an idea about where you're gonna go it's like having constant missions yeah I like always having a mission. Yes, and I like being able to have fun without it being like going to a loud club Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and having to like drink and shit and you're not into it. Yeah. And like it's something that is fun that is fun in a totally different way. Uh Uh-huh. And I love it so much. I'm so seriously excited about next month going on our ghost hunt next Mm -hmm. month because everything's been closed down for the winter. Yep. And so there hasn't been very much to do. But we've been making things to do. Yep, that's right. Um, Natalie's been reaching out to people that she knows. And people have been reaching out to her about places where they live or work that are haunted. Right. And so we have been getting into doing, like, private ghost hunting. Mm-hmm. Where we're investigating, like, private homes and talking to the people who own the houses that are haunted. And going in there, and what we're doing is kind of collecting stories that they have about living in their house. 
because like as much as like finding ghosts is really fun just hearing people's ghost stories is extremely fucking fun and so we have been like doing this with a kind of like a project in mind where we're just collecting like oral histories of local hauntings and I think it's going to be extremely excellent. Yeah, I think so. And first one that we just did like two weeks ago, one of the things I really liked about it was her talking about it, like in the room that we were in while she was talking about it. Right, <laughs> right. She's like, and then right there. Like, oh, man. Like, right there, huh? <laughs> it's extremely, extremely fun. And so we did our first visit with someone who has a haunted house just like a week or so ago and it was it was extremely fun in the sense that we got to visit somewhere that was haunted there was definitely weird vibes at the house Uh we got to collect this lady's stories of all the things that had happened in her house while she's lived there for the past 20 years and we also before we went in there we both did a lot of research into the local history of the place where we went and so it was like kind of like a dorky thing yeah like i was like i'm gonna learn all about this little town and it was really fun to look up a bunch of stuff about it and then like get there and see what you've been reading about (laughs) yes it was fascinating like finding out the local history and the local economy and like all of the different historic things that had happened there and all the ways that the land was used and reused and 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 all kind it was fucking fascinating and then we went and visited this town and then the woman we we visited um gave us access to a lot of historical things in town mm-hmm. to check out and then it, it, and it just like it ended up taking the whole day and it was seriously like one of the funnest things we've ever, we've ever done yeah yeah i was not really knowing what to expect at all but it exceeded anything i could have like possibly asked for out of it right <laughs> it was the, it was a really fun day yeah. it was a super fun day and it was your birthday it was my birthday it was a good day it was a great day <laughs> and we went out to breakfast and had hamburgers right right <laughs> these Lisa had a good birthday. <laughs> it was a great birthday. <laughs> so, okay, so the story about what happened with us investigating this house. I was talking to another friend of mine who has gone and done ghost stuff with us before. And we were making a list because I was like, I need to find a bunch of places for me and Alyssa to go so we can do ghost stuff to podcast about. <laughs> <laughs> and we were making a list of all these places that we could check out. And I just lamented to my friend, and I was like, I just wish that we could find a haunted house where it's just, like, someone's house. I want to go and see someone's haunted house. Like, not, like, a tourist trap. Like, not something that is, like, selling selling you a ticket. I just wanted to see, like, what it's like to just check it out. And she's like, oh, my friend, uh, my friend lives in a haunted house. And it's like, I was like, does she? And she's telling me about it. And she was like, I bet you she would show you her house. It's like, What? <laughs> it was just like because I don't I didn't know this woman, yeah, right, right. But apparently she's so about talking about the ghosts in her house mm-hmm. that my friend was like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna Snapchat her and I'm gonna ask her if it's okay if you come over." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> and that's like the least likely medium through which you would like contact yeah, somebody. It was, and- it was so it was like out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's not that weird. Like, if I didn't have somebody's number and we were friends on Instagram, I might message them on Instagram or something. Right. I don't know. It just seems very funny. And then she messaged her on Snapchat. And then, yeah, and then the lady Facebooked me. And she was like, so I heard you wanted to talk about the ghosts in my house. And I was like, of course I fucking do. 
<laughs> That's probably the best message from a stranger you could get. I know. I loved it. I was so excited. It was great. I think she put a ghost emoji on the on the first message. It was really great. The ghost emoji is the best emoji. I 100% agree. The ghost emoji is the best emoji. I can't think of one I prefer. If I had to pick and only have one, that would be the one I wanted. 100%. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a good one. So, yeah. Jill... Jill is the name of my friend who who arranged this meeting. Mm-hmm. She is very liberal with her use of the ghost emoji. <laughs> That's I you love know a good it. Person. I love it. <laughs> like she puts them everywhere. <laughs> like it's like like period ghost, period ghost, period ghost, like all the time. <laughs> Jill's pretty cool. I like her. I like her. I think if you were to have like some type of weird book where you were to rate the people you know you could do it on a scale of one to ten ghost emojis like how likely is this person to use a ghost emoji like if it's a 10 like it's jail if it's a zero it's like somebody you never want to text with like if you're not going to use the yeah. ghost emoji don't even talk to me right right you're boring we're <laughs> obviously not talking about anything good <laughs> so we okay so we're gonna have to anonymize like a lot of the stuff that we're talking yeah. about one of the things with doing these private investigations is that people don't want their house to be a point of interest right and they don't want to be known as the person with the ghosts in their house because like some people don't are into that and it's like not a positive connotation yeah and then like on the other hand you get houses that have urban legends about them, mm-hmm. like the Mooney Mansion on Wahala, where everybody thinks it's like haunted, mm-hmm. and people just like go down there and hang out. Mm-hmm. And people are like, "Just get the fuck out of my yard! Like, <laughs> why are you here? It's all bullshit." <laughs> that story is like so obviously bullshit when you hear it. It really is. It's like, of course, there was a father who killed his whole family, then hung himself on the bridge over the ravine, like. <laughs> And it just so happens that this very house has, like, a very imposing facade <laughs> and, like, big stone lions. It's like, of course, somebody murdered their entire family in there. Where else would you do it? But I bet those people are so fucking sick. I know that they are because they, like, started telling people, like, you, we're going to call the cops if you don't get off our yard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we have to anonymize everything. So we should we make up a name for this lady? Uh, sure. Call her Barb. <laughs> okay, we're gonna call her Barb. <laughs> so uh, and so yeah, and so we did some back and forth with with Barb, and she was extremely extremely nice. Her family seems very nice. Her family is like upper middle class. Yeah, I would say so. And they are they they are smart people. They're professionals. Mm-hmm. And it's she didn't strike me as someone who'd be like, I'm just gonna make a bunch of shit and bring these people over my house. Right. <laughs> Just the fact that she was willing to have people come into her house and check it out, to me, it lends credence to the idea that there's something there. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, I hate to say that, like, sometimes some people I'm more likely to believe about their ghost stories, but... <laughs> like, letting some strangers come in your house to talk about the ghosts in your house when you don't have any ghosts in your house. Yeah. And you don't seem like the kind of person who's going to, like, go out of their way to, like just fuck with people yeah for no reason yeah (laughs) i'm gonna show you i'm gonna show you a very fun afternoon (laughs) in a small town you're gonna learn a lot about the local history you're gonna see some interesting stuff (laughs) i'll get you (laughs) no she was great yeah and she's like wasn't like real like serious about it like it was really like laid back yeah because she'd been living with it for 20 years right and i liked how like she seemed really open about it right right I, I had no reason to to not believe what she was what she was saying and it seemed like some 
people that are like close to her don't like really believe her. So she just, it sounded like she hadn't got to tell anybody like all the stuff for a while or maybe, maybe she never like got it together and told somebody all that stuff. I don't know. Yeah. It seemed like she was experiencing a lot of the phenomena specifically. Yes. And so I think that she was see she was seeing a lot of it and then other people in her family were seeing it as well. Mm-hmm. And then there were a few members of the family who either had never seen anything or they maybe saw something and they were trying to attribute it to something else. Yeah, or they just didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, right. And so being so many people there and having so many of the people there having experienced something in the house. And when we were there, we had to schedule our visit in order to be there when her granddaughter wasn't there. Right, because she didn't want her granddaughter to overhear her talking about it because she didn't want to scare her. Right, right. And the area of the house where the granddaughter, her room was set up was an area where it had a lot of activity. Yeah. One of the things about the story that I thought was really compelling is that the things that she sees are very, like, particular things. So in her house, she would see either together or separately a white mist and a black mist. And she said that they weren't, like, shaped like people. They're just mists. And she started getting, like, seeing them, like, after the first two weeks they lived there, right? Mm -hmm. So her kids were upstairs and came down and said that they had seen a white mist and a black mist upstairs, and she had not ever mentioned to them that she'd even seen anything because she didn't want to scare them. Right, right. So they had all seen the same thing independently. And her husband thought that the kids were just saying that they saw it because she told them. Mm -hmm. But she said she didn't tell them anything. Yeah. And she actually sent me a text message where she and her daughter were talking about about this because I was talking to her about the ghosts and then she was texting her kids at the same time and like collecting stories from them. And she sent me a text where her daughter was talking about an incident at the house and her daughter said that when the incident happened that Barb had tried to play it off like it was something else and something not happening and how they thought that was weird. And she was like, well, I was just trying to make it so you guys weren't scared. And they're like, oh, it's obviously what was going on. <laughs> you know, it was obvious something else was happening. <laughs> but her one daughter who was there... Hadn't seen anything. Had not seen anything and totally didn't believe there was anything there. Right. Yeah. One of the really interesting things about her house is that there's a whole section of it that no one had used in decades. Right. I wish I'd taken a picture of it because it is hard to describe exactly the way it looked. It looked like an abandoned attic, kind yeah. of. Yeah, yeah. But it's like right off a used part of the house. It's open and like you go from nice house Mm -hmm. to like abandoned attic. (laughs) Like when you go through this door. And in that room next to that door and in that doorway is where they've seen the most stuff and in her laundry room. Right. So um, for my birthday, I got a cool sound recorder. So I just set it like in that doorway to see if we could get anything. Mm -hmm. But uh, I got a cat rubbing its face on it. (laughs) (laughs) At first, I, it was like, sounded like knocking sounds. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, what? <laughs> and then, then you hear cat start licking itself. And it's like, oh, okay. That's cool. I'm still not sure about the footsteps, though. Because there are these footsteps. And her daughter was downstairs. And I don't want to say that she was sleeping on the couch. But she was sleeping on the couch for most of the time we were there. Like, I never saw her get up. I'm not saying she didn't. Mm-hmm. That could have been her walking around. But there's like... The footsteps, but then when you're looking at the audio file, they don't, like, come back Mm -hmm. or anything. Yeah. There's only one set of footsteps, 
And I listen to my footsteps coming up the stairs, and they're very, very loud. Yeah. These footsteps are definitely footsteps, but they're not loud at all. Hmm. So I was thinking about it some more, because I totally wrote it off as somebody being downstairs, but now I'm thinking about it some more, and I'm not certain. I would say it's probably 80%, nothing, but maybe. I want you to listen to it again. <laughs> I will definitely listen to your audio phenomena. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's why you're a good friend. Right. <laughs> Show me your ghost evidence. Woo. But, yeah, she said that she sees something once, what, every other week or so? Right. And well, she said that when, when we had gone there, I asked her when the last time she had seen something was, and she said it was like four days ago. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that she was seeing stuff that often. Yeah. She definitely didn't make it seem like it was a big deal. She, like, she had been living with it for 20 years, though. Right. But it's, like, just the frequency of it happening. But, hey, I don't have a haunted house. If I did have a haunted house, I might be like, yeah, dude, I see a ghost, like, every other week. <laughs> I see ghosts all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Yawn. <laughs> did you go to the bathroom while you were there? Yeah. Did you get creeped out by the laundry room? I had some vibes in that area. The way that the house was laid out was unusual. It's very, very unusual. You can't, I don't know, certain parts of it are kind of dark. It was, it's a really, really, really old house that's been built onto maybe a couple of times. Yeah. It's a really sweet house. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. I love an old house. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is a really sweet old house. Mm-hmm. But the way it was laid out, there was like a lot of turns in the house, which was unusual. And like steps up and down where there would normally be steps up and down. Right, yeah. right, right. And so that is something that I always think about when I think about areas where you feel like there's something happening. I feel like a lot of times that particular kind of style of layout contributes to you having like weird vibes in an mm-hmm. area. I would say that I definitely feel more scared likely to feel scared or like something is around when I'm in a closed in space. Like when we've done stuff outside Mm. or like in open inside areas, it usually doesn't feel that bad. But then when you get to like where you can't see around the corner and stuff, it's, I mean, it's going to feel worse regardless, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's like specifically like going into a doorway and you can't see the room you're walking into. Yeah. Is is something that always gives me vibes. And so, like, sometimes I have to I'd be like, well, you know, it's just, it could be, like, the way it's laid out. It could be. And it's not like, because it's an old house, it's a lot of smaller rooms. Mm-hmm. So that probably can't hurt either. Well, I think that's what was going on in this yeah. house, is that it was a very large house, but it was, like, an old house, so the rooms were smaller. Yeah. It's, it felt like it went on forever. Yeah. It was, it rambled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I am going to cut in periodically in this episode and insert Barb telling some stories about things that have happened in her house. Mm -hmm. My personal favorite story that she told was when people and her family were all spread out over the house. And like we've already described what the house is like. It's like large and there's lots of rooms. Not (laughs) linear. Lots of rooms all over the place, right? And everyone was like all spread out over the house. And then out of nowhere, they heard like a group of people speaking in tongues and everybody in the house, no matter where they were, heard it like it was right next to them. I told you the story about my daughter. We were all, like I was, she was in the back room, my room was here and two of the kids were upstairs and we all kind of run toward the living room because we heard voices all at the same time, Mm -hmm. which is freaky that we all heard at the same time, but that only happened one time. Yeah, and that is unusual. Do you know if, I mean, I'm sure that would be the case because the founder had built the house. It's possible that, you said it sounded like they were speaking in tongues. 
Yeah, just talking real fast and like it was hard to understand. Like, but it sounded like men's voice. Yeah. It was like voices. Yeah. Like, like multiple like voices. Like multiple voices, like a group of people. have a really hard time imagining what that would even be like. Like I have a hard time like wrapping my head around that one. And and that was that was the incident that her daughter was talking about in the text message that she that she screen capped mm-hmm. and sent to me. And so I saw at least two people like being like, yes, that's absolutely what happened. Yeah. And why would you that that is such a weird and fucked up thing to just make up and pull out of your ass. It is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's kind of extreme. Uh-huh. And, you know, if they said that that happened all the time, it'd be, like, one thing. But the fact that it only happened once, and they agreed that it happened, mm-hmm. and it's just so fucking weird. Yeah. But the house is so old. It was one of the first houses that was built in this town. Mm-hmm. And it is a really small town. Mm-hmm. And the house was probably, like, 140, 150 years old. And so my theory was that that was probably a residual thing, and it just mm-hmm. it just popped up, and they probably used the house for a church at some point. Yeah, that would not be unusual at all. Especially, especially in that area. Mm-hmm. Like, I've heard of many stories, because this, this was in Appalachia, where that was a thing. Like, in the really small communities, like, people would just have church in their house, mm-hmm. and then people would all go over, what's his face's house, to do church. I've been reading my grandma's diary from when she was in high school, and on some pages she writes about, like, when the weather's bad, they would have church at her grandparents' house. Yeah. Yeah, and I know that Drew's mom said that she, when she was a kid, that's they would just go to church at someone's house. Mm-hmm. And so, that was definitely a thing that happened there, like, in that area. So, that was my theories about it. And so, they also see uh, shadow people. They have two, like, two apparitions. Mm-hmm. And so was it you who noticed something first or was it one of your kids? It was definitely me and I told my husband about it. Of course, he's, he's never seen anything, so he didn't really believe me. And then about maybe two weeks after that, the kids came down the stairs and told us stuff they seen and he thought I told them. Yeah, right. I, I never told them because I didn't want them to be afraid of our new house that we just moved into. So I was like, ugh. And he's like, why'd you tell him? I said, I never told him. They're like, you seen it too, mom? And it was weird to have them see what I seen. Yeah. And never know what I seen. So Yeah. And so that was, you said that was the shadow one? Or yeah. The the, I seen one? like a misty black mm-hmm. uh, and it was smaller and then a white misty thing that was bigger. Okay. And uh, I, they just kind of move, moved around and then would disappear. Mm-hmm. Or, I would usually turn around and get away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not really stick around. Yeah. So you would just be doing your normal stuff and you would like turn a corner and they would be there. Yes. They didn't like appear in front of you. Um, I don't think so. I think it's just something more like you notice, like, oh, it's right there. Or you like, sense if somebody was standing yeah. in a room and you didn't know until you walked in and then just seen them there, uh-huh. surprise you like that. Like, half the family has seen him. She says that she sees him fairly fairly often. Mm-hmm. Well, I liked that she said that she sees them so often now that she's just started walking toward them when they show up. Yeah. Because she said she used to run away from them when she would see them. Yeah. It's pretty badass. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd probably walk towards them. <laughs> I need some more ghost evidence. <laughs> 
wish I wonder you know what would happen if you finally got to it hmm we'd be friends then oh yeah <laughs> you might be we might be why not be friends with the ghosts they probably it'd probably be pretty fine they would <sighs> <clears throat> think about it <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I need I need a different catchphrase for this podcast. We'll have to think think one up. <laughs> we will. <laughs> I really like the story about the knocking. Yes, that was my favorite story. Yes, she scared the shit out of me. Well, Natalie asked something like if she ever felt unsafe there, or if she ever, you know, just wanted that stuff gone. And she said the only times, two times, she's ever been scared was when she heard this knocking. You said you've seen like mists and like shadow shapes. You've heard voices. You had doors slamming. I'm trying to. Is there anything else unusual that has happened around here that? The knocking. Yeah, knocking. Mm-hmm. It's loud when it happens. You cannot miss it, and you cannot mistake it. Yeah. My mom always said it was snakes. That did not make me feel better. <laughs> Yeah, you know, snakes with their beefy arms. This area here, there was a knocking, and it went on for two days. It about drove me nuts. I, I don't know how people would stand something that would constantly go on. Two days was enough for me. Is it just like constant? Or just like. No. <laughs> so it sounded like someone pounding on the door. Yeah, it drove me nuts, and it was clearly like that. That's exactly what I heard upstairs, too. Almost straight above that would be okay. like that middle So bedroom. this is a part that's added on. This was original, right? Yeah, this is all original. That the kitchen's added on. I think. So do you think a back door could have been right here before? Maybe. Oh, that's a weird. I never thought about that. Hmm. <laughs> Maybe someone that would make sense. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Very interesting. It set me crazy. Yeah. That uh, that sounds scary. I didn't like it very well. I mean, I don't do well when I know a real person's knocking on my door. I don't know if somebody's coming over. (laughs) Like if there was just random knocking. Ambient knocking. No, thank you. (laughs) Especially not like that, like insistent. Yeah, it was insistent and it was annoying. (laughs) Have you ever like hollered at it? Oh yeah, that's what I did. That's what I kept doing. Are you stop? I don't do that. (laughs) It doesn't listen to you then. So now that you've heard the story, you know the knocking sound. Right. When she knocked on the table, like I almost pissed myself. Like, <laughs> it was so loud, and I can and, and I cannot believe that. What would you do if like something was just fucking knocking its ass off? Yeah. Like, knock, 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 knock. Hey, bitch. <laughs> like for two days. Yeah. What the fuck would two you days? Do? <laughs> I don't even think I'd be able to sleep. Didn't I? I asked her if she yelled at it or anything. She's like, yeah, didn't help. She said she was like, I told it to leave. I told it to stop. <laughs> didn't work. But then I was thinking that since that part was a part where they added on, I asked her if she thought the back door might have been there. She said maybe it would have. Maybe it was like a residual, like somebody, an angry person, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Trying to get in. Yeah. I don't know. An urgent message from beyond. <laughs> Let me in. <laughs> so yeah. So after we went to Barb's house, she 
took us around the little town we were in. It was great. Uh, she took us into some youth center, like some Christian youth center where they had had paranormal activity before. Mm-hmm. Did she say someone threw a coffee pot? Uh, I don't remember what was thrown, but yeah. It was like a coffee pot or something uh-huh. like that. It, it was set up like, it kind of looked like a soda shop. Yeah, it used to be their like general store and soda fountain, and they'd never undone any of the fixtures, mm-hmm. so it still looked like a sock hop era (laughs) like soda fountain place and i I have some pictures yeah yeah but uh, there were also a fine array of chick tracks Mm -hmm. on display right Um, because they were using it as some kind of like christian youth center yeah yeah so that's a very interesting space yeah it was very interesting (laughs) i i definitely had weird vibes in that place yeah i I would definitely like hang out there for a night and see what happened yeah it well and we were just getting ready to leave and then like music started playing Mm -hmm. and i was like what the fuck <laughs> but there are neighbors upstairs. Right. I thought a fucking radio turned on in that motherfucker. <laughs> I was yeah. 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 Good Man, times. I wish. <laughs> I wish it had been a radio down there. That would be the best story. Right. It was really great. Barb told us a story where she had heard one of her friends worked at a local store. And she told us a story of something haunting this store that, I'll just go out and say, it was a family dollar. It was enough a family of them. dollar. You're not yeah. going to be able to guess where, where it is, just based <laughs> on the fact that it's a family dollar. Uh, she told us a story of this family dollar, and they were having some kind of paranormal activity in it. And there was a ghost in the family dollar, and it kept on like th- like clearing the shelf off in the, in the back of the store mm-hmm. where paper towels and shit were. And Diapers. Diapers and paper towels. And she and she she said that when she told us the story. She said specifically where it was. And apparent like apparently it would just like start tossing shit off the shelf and just clear the whole shelf off. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, we're gonna hit a family dollar on our way out. Yeah. Because <laughs> of course we were. We were right there. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> so we go into the family dollar and I go and look and I'll be damned if the paper towels weren't right next to the diapers. Yeah. They and were, it felt fucked up. It felt there. fucked up. I it had, did not feel right. No, it felt like something was up in there. That was the worst feeling I got all day. Yes. That, that fucking place. <laughs> the family dollar was the spot, guys. And <laughs> it was weird because you could walk right through the yeah, feeling. And, yeah. And it's not like you walk through once and you're like, oh, there's the spooky fucking diapers. And you scare yourself. <laughs> yeah. Like you could feel it when you mm-hmm. walk through it and go back through it you can still fucking feel it. it yes, did not, It was not good. I have never felt anything like that except for at like Mansfield. Right. <laughs> yeah, so that like, was Like cool. it was very powerful. And so we walked around and we mm. went and we went and found the ladies who were working at Family Dollar and we asked them about it. There was a group of like five women and all of them except for one was like, yeah, this place is haunted as fuck. Yeah, and, <laughs> and then one they of them were... ran away. Uh-huh. <laughs> and one of them was like, it was just like a minute ago, a pack of diapers got tossed down all the way out into the toy department. It, it was like exactly, like it lined up perfectly with uh-huh. the story Barb told us. It uh-huh. lined up perfectly with what we felt going through. It, almost every single person who worked there was like, yeah, this place is haunted as a motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> I guess it used to be a funeral home. Yeah. Or it was a funeral home that they knocked down and then built the family dollar yeah. on. Right. Yeah. So there's that but yeah she was she wasn't even like oh yeah some diapers fell off the shelf and this was the lady who said she didn't believe it yeah then she was like oh yeah i don't believe that but you know what (laughs) a pack of diapers sure did shoot the fuck off the shelf down the aisle today (laughs) like yeah 
And then they they said that they had activity in the bathrooms as well. And the bathrooms were in that same area. They were. I wanted to go into the bathroom and record. Oh, but you had to go up front and get a key. Yeah. And we went up front. There was nobody there. So I was just like, "Mm, cool. I feel like maybe I missed an opportunity. Maybe mm. I should have just not been a fucking wimp and been like, um, can I have the bathroom key? Right after they told me the bathroom was on it. Yeah. We should find out who runs that family dollar and ask them if we could do an overnight investigation of the family dollar. You know, we can probably find out pretty easily. It'd be extremely easy. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be your project. <laughs> no, I'm running down the owner of the family dollar. <laughs> Fine, let me text it to myself. <laughs> You have to think. I got. I got us lined up. A bunch of ghost stuff. I want to do overnight. It's a family dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Investigate what's happening at the fucking family dollar. <laughs> hey, it seems like a prime location. It does. I wonder what the fuck happens there at night. You know, if that happens during the daytime. Yes. And if they knew someone was there, they'd be putting on a show. That'd be some good shit. F- fucking like mic the whole place. <laughs> I would just. You know what I would. I. This is my new ghost technique. I, I want, like, play the long game. Like, if I feel like we need to do, like, a long game somewhere, mm-hmm. like, in the mausoleum. Yeah. Yes. And we do a long game. I want it, if, if, if it's something that we don't have to move around, I just want to fucking bug the whole place and just sit there and play Animal Crossing. It's a great plan. <laughs> and then, if, I mean, if, I, if something happens, I'm like, whoa. <laughs> but I was wondering, how are we going to play Animal Crossing with sound and hear ghosts? I always... either have to have earbuds or have it play out loud. I always play Animal Crossing on quiet. What? You don't listen to Animal Crossing? I usually have it turned down. I will turn it up if I'm like treating myself. You mean like if you go to a KK Slider concert? Well, I don't. Natalie. That's not usually happening. Come on. But but you got to crank it when it does. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to, that's what I'm going if I'm going to that. But I, ha- I usually have it turned down because everybody in, in my house is also playing Animal Crossing. <laughs> and if everyone has it turned up all the way, it is like a cacophony. And it's like, I'm being a good example. Turn it down because everyone can't listen to it. I think that probably the next time I come over after the game comes out, nobody will answer the door because you'll all have headphones on just blasting Animal Crossing <laughs> All I'm- in the same room, just in complete <laughs> silence. <laughs> I'm going to have mine on the TV. Oh, I'm going to have mine on the TV, too. Nobody else is allowed to have it on the TV at my house. Oh, uh, we got a, I got, we got a big-ass TV in the bedroom. I got it for Drew for his birthday because he plays video games, and he the TV was too small for him to read it from the bed. Mm. So I got, him, I got him a big TV, and now that's mine. Yeah. I'm going to lay in bed. And just... I just got a TV, and I put it right at the end of my bed. Uh-huh. Mm. It's the same width as my bed. Yeah, big time. Yes. It's, Who's I, watching TV now, bitches? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. Yes. Yes, yeah, so we went to the haunted <laughs> family dollar. Family dollar. That was a highlight of the trip. It was. Uh, it was definitely one of the high points. I, lo- I loved it. I was, uh, we also went to a museum on the history of the town. Yeah, yeah. So that was interesting. It was not haunted. No, it wasn't. <laughs> I got to pet some puppies. <gasps> there were puppies. Yeah. That was pretty cute. Yeah. They were good. We got to, we almost got stuck driving up a hill. <gasps> and it was the hill that they used to hang people on. Yeah, it was the hill where they used to have, like, the executions for people. Yeah. It was pretty close to the house. Very close to yeah. the house. Think about but it. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I liked that. Uh... <laughs> You could say it so many different ways. That was a really sinister way to say that. Think about it. <laughs> it's a very, uh, <laughs> oh, victim. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Hello, victims. <laughs> That's my favorite thing that Natalie says. <laughs> Natalie got these vampire teeth for Halloween. <laughs> Uh, oh, it was good times. And yeah, if you've ever tried to talk with vampire teeth in. <laughs> they were really big and they were stuck right on my teeth. And so they just gave you like the most perfect lisp. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. It was so I fun. We just want to get more vampire teeth. Oh, I still have mine. Ooh. I don't know what happened to mine. I'm going to order some more. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh and so what else happened in our Well, trip? I wanted. I was so scared when we were driving up that hill that I just had my eyes closed for part of it. Yeah. I was so scared. I couldn't close my eyes because I was driving. Yeah. But I, all the lights on my dashboard were turning on, being like, your, your tires aren't attached to anything. You are going to slide. Yeah. Don't go up this way. I'm like, well, I can't drive down this curvy hill backwards. So we're going to go to the top so I can turn around. Sorry, guys. That was a good one. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. I was getting stuck on the body hanging out. Mud. <laughs> mud, mud, mud. <laughs> um, one thing that I thought was interesting that I did not know about the area until we got down there was that there was Sasquatches. Yeah. I had no idea. In fact, as we were leaving the house, there was a Sasquatch sighting sign mm-hmm. on the person's house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty great. I love small towns, and I specifically love small towns in Appalachia. I love them. I love them. Oh, and when we were driving, we had a good conversation about why some small towns, like the entire town, seems haunted. Yeah. Sometimes, like, the idea of a haunted town is really intriguing to me. Right. And I I think what we talked about was that it could be, like, I live in Columbus, and I like living here. But when you live in a small town, many things that you do are intrinsically tied into being there on purpose. Mm -hmm. Like, you're there. Some people, like, never leave Mm -hmm. the small towns. And things are more personal. Right. Everything's more personal. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe people might be more obliged to stick around. Right, right. I I agree with that. I think that... The small towns, there's always so much concentrated strangeness. Aha, uh-huh, yes. And it's, like, indisputable. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't even need people to tell you about it. Like, you could feel it going in. Yeah. Like, the place where I'm from mm. has that kind of vibe to mm-hmm. it. It has, like, a very weird, like, feel to it when you get there and you just hear fucking stories about the weirdest shit mm-hmm. happening and you have the weirdest shit happen to you there. <laughs> I love it. It's something that's missing in big towns. I'm not sure if it's just that everything is so is so compact in and like maybe there's just too much going on to notice yeah yeah other stuff yeah i'm not sure what it is but big cities don't have it like there's too much and it drowns out the weirdness like being in touch with where you are and like feeling like you're a part of where you are it seems to magnify that Mm -hmm. kind of shit Mm -hmm. i love it if i didn't have to like accommodate other people by living in a particular place i would love (laughs) to live somewhere really small like that me too well i don't know if i like to live somewhere small like that but somewhere small would be cool I would want it to, like, the place where we went felt untouched. And that's what I like about it. It's like no one bothers to fucking put, like, ads and fucking everything all over everything. As far as the eye can see. 100%. Like, no one's putting money out to go advertise to, like, a little Mm -hmm. tiny pocket of people. And so it feels like real people live there. Yeah. It doesn't feel like you're living in the mall. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And another thing about it is that it never will have many of those things because... The geography of where they are would make it so hard to build anything that wasn't a house, like, on the side of a rock. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just in the foothills of the Appalachians. Right. It's just... 
Like, there's little mountains everywhere, you know? Yeah. You'd never be able to build anything big enough to make it happen. Right, yeah. right. But I love it. I would live in. I would live somewhere like that. I won't lie. I came back and looked up real estate in that area, <laughs> and there wasn't hardly any because it was so small. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys want a house where it's all, like, weird and everywhere's haunted? I want to live there. <laughs> well, we've got a friend in town. Right, right. <laughs> See what right, we can do. Right. <laughs> so that was our first adventure in doing that, and that was very fun. We have another haunted house we're going to check out soon that it might be a multi-episode visit. Oh, uh, yeah. There's a lot of shit going on in this next place we're going to. Hold on to your asses. This is all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, and there's an extra field trip tacked onto that, too. Yes. Yes. So I hope you like talking about ghosts because we just talked about ghosts for like an hour. I'm Natalie D. Again, my Twitter is at Natalie D. And then we got Alyssa and hers is at Bad Girl Friday. We love it when you add us and we love it when you follow us on Twitter and we love it when you subscribe to the podcast. And send us your ghost stories. Yes, yes. We want to hear all your ghost stories. If you have a haunted house and you live like within a reasonable drive of Columbus, Ohio and you want us to check out your haunted house, we'd love to. Um, yeah. <laughs> so if you got like, out of that. you got possessions in your house, you got like poltergeist activity. Did you know that there was a possession story in Whitehall in like the 80s that was like in the newspaper and shit? Oh, we need to investigate it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got weird shit going on in your house? I don't even care what it is. If it's like not, if it's just weird, just let me know. We're, we're into all the weird shit. We're down. We're into it. We're, we're cool with it. We're DTG. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you liked our podcast, and we will see you again soon with more stories about doing ghost stuff, and I hope you like it. Goodbye. Bye. Okay, we have an update on this episode, and I realized it was a total rookie move for me to not listen to our interview tapes before we talked about our visit to Barb's house. Yeah. Like, I should have listened to all the interview tapes before we talked about visiting her home. Well, now we know. And now we know. But when I was going to edit this episode and I was going through the interview recordings, I found an EVP. Mm-hmm. in the recording. Now, an EVP is an electronic voice phenomena where you will pick up voices or sounds or whatever on your microphone that are not there. You cannot hear them when you are there. And sometimes you'll hear voices, you'll hear words, you'll hear like knocking, mm -hmm. anything. It could be anything, but it's just something that shows up on a recording that was not there when you were there. And so I was listening to the interview tapes and I'm gonna go ahead and insert the recording after I explain what it is. So I was listening to this, to this recording and we were discussing the hill where they did the executions. And in the middle of the conversation we were having with Barb about this hill, there is a groaning like man's voice like it sounds like a man groaning mm -hmm. in the middle of the recording was mm -hmm. tore down in 1919 and i mean uh and they built a new school that was the school oh the wow house. was mm -hmm. tore down in 1919 
And I mean, uh, and they built a new school. That was the school. Oh, wow. first time I heard it, I was like, maybe it was the mic, like, scooting on the table. But there it was no reason. It doesn't sound like that. It yeah. doesn't, because it's like, I, maybe it's like the bass scooting, but it's definitely not. No, it's not. And there's a lot, there is a lot of noise in the interview tapes because we were recording in her dining room. Like, when we were recording at my house, we have a lot of studio equipment, we have, like, baffling on the walls and all kinds of stuff to cut down on that kind of noise. And we have, like, mic stands so we can't hear when we kick the microphone. This was not <laughs> the case at Barb's house so throughout the whole recording i can hear like every time someone bumps their microphone i can hear every time someone kicks the dining room table mm-hmm. and it is a constant source of background noise through the duration of the interview and none of it sounded like that there was a tv on in the house that you can't really hear very well uh you picked up some music yeah um in the background during part of the recording of the interview, but i do think that was the that TV. was that was tv this the the evp we picked up it sounds like it's closer to the microphone than we are. It does. Because we had the microphone sitting in the middle of the table. We are all equally spaced to it. Barb was probably slightly closer to it because I had my priority was getting her on the recording. And it sounds like it is closer to the microphone than I am. And it sounds, there's like a breathy quality to it, which I don't think would be picked up if it was if it was coming from somewhere else. And I did not recall hearing it. No, and the breathy quality of it couldn't be wind blowing on it. There wasn't, I mean, no. even if there was a fan in the room or something, well, some, it wouldn't have made that noise. Yeah, and something had fallen off the wall right. while we were there also. And when that happened, we kind of were like looking around to see like, oh, is there a vet nearby right. and this and this. And she had like some decor items in her dining room that had like the kind of satiny fringe on it and the fringe was not moving. So, you, and that was in front of a window. And so you could tell like there wasn't like a draft moving through the room. And so it, if it was air moving across the microphone, it would not have made a noise that sounds like a dude jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> It does uh, have that weird It has a very weird and gross vibe to it, but mm-hmm. I definitely wanted to, to put this update on the end of the recording because I wasn't expecting to get an EVP from her house. Right. And I was expecting that if we did, it would have come from your field recording. Right. Because Alyssa had mic'd up some different rooms in the house and was taking recordings of those areas when we were in a different area of the house, like passively recording like a different area of the house. I thought that if we got anything, it would be on that recorder. I did not think it would be anything on the dining room table. No, and I'm wondering if something deliberately chose to make a noise at that time, why it would be during that point in the conversation. Right. And it was very early in the tape. It was like four minutes into an hour-long interview. And so it was like almost immediately when I started listening to it. And it stood out so, so clearly compared to like ambient noise Mm -hmm. and like the sounds of things kicking that it was like it startled me when i heard it it's kind of loud it's pretty loud and it startled me when i heard it because i was just listening because i was trying to figure out where i was going to cut the interview up in order to insert it into this episode and so i was kind of i mean i was actively listening to it to like figure out and then i just heard that and it was just like bull (laughs) (laughs) i really wish i had listened to it before we did this but i now for future reference i'm going to but 
Yeah. I just wanted to give you guys that update, and I wanted to tack that on to the end of this episode because we definitely do think that there's something going on at Barb's house. Her house has a weird vibe to it. She has so many stories, and they're backed up by so many different people in her house. And the area where she lives overall seems to have a lot of weird stuff going on there. But... I guess that we determined that at least one of the entities at her house, I mean, I assume she has more than one since she has the black and the white figure who show up. At least one of the entities in her house sounds like it's a dude. Yeah. So. <laughs> and it could be something that isn't either one of them. Who right. Knows? It could be just whatever. I mean, and that's a, that's the fun of paranormal investigating. We can find stuff, but we still don't fucking know what it is. Decide for yourself. Yep. Decide for yourself. So uh, enjoy the recording of some spectral dudes maybe jerking off. Let us know what you think. No. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Thanks for listening and good night for real this time. Goodbye. Goodbye.